48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. The cluster of COVID-19 cases at the Kwai Chung Container Terminal continues to expand as officials reported another 74 new infections in the SAR. The government is looking to hire thousands of medical staff to help with its proposed mass testing scheme. And several district councillors are fined after they staged the protests outside a testing facility in Saiyang Poon. A coronavirus outbreak at the Kuiting Container Terminal has expanded rapidly, with health officials reporting that 34 more people who work there have been confirmed with the infection. Dr. Chuan Shokwan of the Center for Health Protection said most of them work for the same company, Wangay Port Operation Services, and share a common area where they eat, shower and rest. The Wangay company, because they have a resting room with some beds and toilets and tables and showers, and the workers there, they will share those facilities and sometimes they sleep there to rest overnight. So it's just like a hostel or just like a big family that people will share items and sleep in the same place. So that will contribute to the transmission because it's just like transmission in the family. If you share items, you'll stay together, live together, then the chance of transmission is very high. There are now 63 infections linked to the terminal. Officials are planning to test 8,000 people who work there. Meanwhile, health authorities confirmed 74 new coronavirus cases today, 70 of which are locally acquired infections. Preliminary results show 20 other people have also tested positive for the virus. The president of the doctors' union says the government is looking to recruit around 2,000 medical staff to provide assistance in citywide COVID-19 tests. The tests could start as soon as the 24th of this month. Dr. Henry Yang says private doctors, nurses and dentists will be asked to help collect samples in the voluntary testing scheme. And he understands that doctors won't be asked to collect samples in their own clinics. But Dr. Yang says he's concerned medics won't get all the protection they require. They only mention about the gloves and the surgical mask only. And we are afraid that they are not going to provide other personal protective equipment like the goggles, the clothes. These are all the essential elements of the PPE that we have to wear before we can do the swapping exercise. I would warn the government that if they would not provide PPE to the medical personnel, I think they will not go there to do the job. Another cleaner who worked at RTHK has been confirmed with COVID-19. The male outsource worker worked on the same shift as a female cleaner who came down with the infection last week. They cleaned the station's washrooms. RTHK disinfected its headquarters in Kowloon last Thursday. The police issued fixed penalty tickets to several district councillors and their assistants who protested outside a sports centre in Saiyang Pun that's being turned into a COVID-19 testing facility. Officers accused them of flouting social distancing rules, even though they had put themselves into groups of two and stood a metre and a half apart. The councillors, including the neo-democrats Roy Tam, were speaking against the government's voluntary testing scheme when the police fined them. Mr Tam said it was unreasonable. We are district councillors and under our lawful duty to perform our job. And also we are conducting a health test conference regarding the risk to use the mainland companies to have our tests. So we don't think that the police should fire us. And we have questioned why we are fired with those penalties, but the police failed to give a reasonable answer.
Police also conducted checks on reporters covering the event and recorded their ID card numbers. A ceremony has been held at the Garden of Remembrance in Central to mark 75 years since Hong Kong heard news of the Japanese surrender, ending the city's three years and eight months of occupation, as well as Japan's eight-year occupation of the mainland. The annual ceremony was private this year because of COVID-19 restrictions. Veterans groups and representatives of the Canadian, UK and US consulates laid wreaths and held two minutes of silence to remember those killed. Ronald Taylor is Honorary President of the Hong Kong Regiment Association. Hong Kong was again free, no longer imprisonment of the soldiers or the civilians interned in Stanley, and the fear had been removed from the civilian population who survived the brutal and harsh treatments. However, this renewed freedom had come at a loss of many lives. Some 2,000 soldiers, an unknown number of civilians during the fighting, and many more during the next three years and eight months. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. Police say they've stopped sending officers to receive training on the mainland or overseas for the time being because of the coronavirus pandemic. Media reports in the UK say Britain has barred its military personnel from training the Hong Kong police, as well as two other organizations. The Observer newspaper, quoting a Ministry of Defense spokesman, said the contracts will be reviewed once the pandemic is over, as it cited the UK government's concerns with a recently imposed national security law. Thai protesters are staging another anti-government rally in central Bangkok to demand political change. As well as a revision of the constitution, the demonstrators are also calling for reform of the monarchy. The BBC's Jonathan Head is in Bangkok. This large gathering at the monument in central Bangkok, which has always symbolised the hopes for a real democracy in Thailand, is the culmination of weeks of student-led protests calling for wholesale reform of the political system. Last Monday, students at a leading university issued a 10-point manifesto insisting that the royal establishment should moderate its use of state funds, stay out of politics and be more accountable. In a country where the monarchy is officially viewed as sacred, those demands are little short of revolutionary. South Korea has accused a leader of a religious group of ignoring coronavirus restrictions and obstructing the testing of its members. It comes as South Korea reported nearly 300 new infections today, the most in a single day in five months. The BBC's Michael Bristol reports. The authorities say the Reverend Jung-Wan Hun, who leads the Saon J Church, took part in an unauthorised anti-government rally on Saturday. He's long been a vocal government critic. The Reverend's also accused of failing to provide a full list of his congregation to allow tracking and testing. It comes as South Korea reported nearly 300 new infections on Sunday, the most in a single day in five months. Many of the new cases are linked to Saranjay. Churches have been centres for transmission in South Korea since the virus was first detected. Vast crowds of opposition supporters have gathered in the Belarusian capital Minsk to continue their protests against what they see as the rigged election victory of President Lukashenko a week ago and the violent suppression of the protests that followed. Earlier, Mr. Lukashenko told thousands of supporters at a pro-government rally that without the police action against the protesters last week, the country would have been lost. The BBC's Abdul Jalil Abdurasilov was at the rally. At the rally where Mr. Lukashenko has just spoken, uh, he was talking to the crowd and saying, I didn't uh, ask you to come and defend me, but these are the times when we need to show the support. 
he's saying, he keeps saying that the country is facing a threat to be divided, that the external forces are trying to divide the country, and this could lead to bloodshed. The Japanese operator of a ship that has leaked more than a thousand tons of oil off the coast of Mauritius has confirmed that the vessel has split into two. The BBC's Will Ross reports. Photos show the stern section of the MV Wakashio, including its protruding orange funnel and engine room, still stuck on the coral reef. There are reports that in order to prevent further damage to the Mauritian coastline, the much larger part of the tanker that's now split away will be towed out to sea and sunk. The ship's operator, Mitsui OSK Lines, said some of the unrecovered oil was thought to have leaked into the sea when it broke up. That was expected, and local media is reporting that floating booms and buoys had already been deployed to contain that remaining oil. Archaeologists in Israel have discovered an ancient soap-making workshop that would have been operational about 1,200 years ago in the south of the country. The BBC's Alan Johnston has the details. This was a find made in the southern city of Rahat, where most people are of Arab-Bedouin heritage. The workshop, used to produce soap from olive oil, was found in what would have been a wealthy home dating back to the early Islamic era. It's by far the oldest soap-making facility to be discovered in the region, and found along with it were board games that were perhaps used by the owner of the plant. One of them, known as Hounds and Jackals, was first played in ancient Egypt before spreading to other parts of the Mediterranean basin. And finally in sports, Lewis Hamilton has swept to a fourth win of the season in the Spanish Grand Prix. The Mercedes world champion started from pole and comfortably held off the Red Bull of Max Verstappen in Barcelona, with Valtteri Bottas and the other Mercedes finishing third. And that's the news from RTHK. Vandross, here's a little never too much. Never too much, never too much, never too much. 
Works Amendment Regulation 2020 will commence on the 1st of September. Owners or tenants may then put up minor amenity features such as trellises, retractable awnings and security fences with simplified requirements under the Minor Works Control System. For more details, browse the Buildings Department website at bd.gov.hk. Radio 3. You're listening to Sunday Late right here on Radio 3. I'm your host, Michael Lance. Shout out to Cal, Jen, Wing, and Jake right here in Hong Kong chiming in. All you listening around the world, and a special shout out to Dana, Dan Bernard, DOG Geo Suiso, Tanya Hobbs, if you found the link and made it work right. And a special thanks to Mom listening in back in good old Nebraska, the good life. Here is... Some Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. September. 